0: welcome to the city hills church sermon podcast we hope that the message today helped you encounter god love people and discover purpose for more information about who we are as a church head over to cityhillschurchsd.com if you would like to partner with us financially click the give button at the top of the home page on our website and now let's jump right into the message Well, welcome to the final episode of our Comparison Trap series. It's been an incredible journey for us to navigate how we deal with this overarching thing in our life where we compare ourselves to others. And last week was so cool because we got to interview two moms and they just shared so honestly about how they deal with comparison. And so if you missed that, you definitely want to go and check that out. But the reality is that we we all find ourselves in this comparison trap. We all find ourselves in a place where we look to the left and the right and we measure ourselves up against people and, and situations in our lives. And for some of us, we have moments where we feel superior, right? We, we compare ourselves to where other people are and, and maybe for you, you've been married for a while and you, you look at newlyweds and you're like, oh man, I'm so glad we're past those days. And and what life was like when we were newlyweds. But for many of us, we don't feel superior. We actually feel inferior. We look around and we see people's lives. We see how they navigate things. We see their finances, that we see the differences between our life and theirs. And we think if I could have that, if I could have more, if, if I was the best at, and this comparison drives us. And the overarching thing that we've been talking about is that there's no win in comparison. There's no win in looking to the left and the right, looking at different mirrors to reflect back what we need most, reflecting back that we are enough, that when we do that and we lean on other people we get ourselves into so much trouble. And what I've realized is that for some of us we don't necessarily compare ourselves to people physically or financially or even their status in life. Maybe for you what you struggle with is that you compare your talents and your competencies to the people around you. You know, you, you wish that you were a little bit funnier. You wish that you could connect with people better. You wish that you were more adaptable. You wish that you could network with people and have conversations and communicate better. And, and you just wish more than anything, you could be more like that. And what I've noticed in, in our lives is that no matter what we do, We can always still find a way to feel inferior, no matter how many gifts God has given me. And I know that to be true because I have the same thing in my own life, because I feel like God has blessed me. God has given me many gifts and many talents and the ability to do different things that I have so far to go, but he, he didn't leave me empty, right? He gave me some talents, but one of the talents he did not give me is the ability to be a handyman. Like I am just not good at that, and no matter how desperately I wish I was, my brain doesn't function that way, and and just I just cannot learn it. I'm not good at it, and what the Lord has done to just make my life so much better is he has surrounded me with friends who are incredible at being handy. They're incredible. Actually, we have some really close friends here in San Diego that they've been remodeling their house, and, and they've done their kitchen and some different rooms, and it's beautiful, And over the last few months, they've been uh, redoing their bathroom. And so we got to go over there a few weeks ago and and see the final product. And guys, it was spectacular. Like, it looked straight out of an HGTV magazine. It was beautiful. I was like, seriously, give me a pillow and a sheet, and I'll sleep next to the toilet. Like, this is amazing. And we were over there for for a while, and on the way home, Lauren fell asleep in the passenger seat, and it, it didn't take all that long, but... I'll leave her alone about it. But I'm driving and I'm thinking to myself, I'll never be able to do that. I'll never be able to buy a house in San Diego and just remodel the bathroom and it just be that majestic. It would cost me a million dollars to do that because I would have to pay everyone to do everything. And even worse than that, I have a best friend who who lives in Georgia and both he and his wife are just incredible about this. And, And matter of fact, uh, right before I hopped on here to record this with you guys, I was on the phone with him and he, he tells me, yeah, for Mother's Day, I, I built my wife a pergola with some swings on it. And I'm like, I bought my wife a T-shirt. Like, I, what are you kidding me, bro? Like, what are we doing here? But what's amazing about it is his wife is equally as good at it. So we'd be over at their house and I'm like, oh, man, that, that's incredible. When did you build that? And he's like, I didn't do it. She did that. She just fashioned together a few two-by-fours, and now it's this beautiful cabinetry, and I'm like, I don't even know where to get a two-by-four. Like, how is this possible? God, why didn't you give me that gift? And you know what that feeling is like. You've had that moment, too. That moment when you look at your brother-in-law, and and you think, how did you get that connection? How did you go to the grocery store and come out with a million-dollar deal? How, how is it that my sister, no matter what she touches, it turns to gold? How is it that that coworker that you work with, that you, your whole system changes and they just get it and they understand it and they're just flying down the road and you're still trying to figure out how to turn the computer on? Like how is it possible that I don't have that skill? And if I did have that skill, my life would be different. But the truth is, no matter how many talents I have, I will still find a way to feel inadequate. And the brother of Jesus, James, he he unpacks this in a beautiful way in James 3:16. Listen to what he says. He says, "So wherever jealousy and selfishness are uncovered, you will also find many troubles and every kind of meanness." And when you look at the original language that word jealousy actually means implying obsession with promoting self. And so in other words, wherever there's this obsession with promoting oneself, you will find many troubles. And that word troubles in the original language actually means instability, chaos, and disorder. So when we have this drive inside of us to compare, to be jealous, to be envious, it leads us to a place of chaos and disorder in our lives. Because what happens is that we measure who we aren't against people who are. We measure who we aren't against people who are whatever it is you wish you were. I I, I don't know what they did to get there, how they got that, or how God blessed them with that ability, but I'm measuring what I am not against who they are, and it leads us to feel inadequate and jealous and envious, and it drives us to start to believe, if I had that, my life would be different. And Jesus, man, he knows us so well. So he was telling a parable one day in Matthew 25 that just unpacks what this looks like for us, and we're going to jump into it now. And he says this, starting in verse 14. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. And he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, In some translations, it'll say talents, five talents. And so you'll see that in some of your Bibles that you're reading. He gave five talents or bags of silver to one, two bags to another and one bag to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. Verse 16, the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and he earned five more. The servant with two bags also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground, and he hid the master's money. And after a long time, their master returned from his trip, and he called them to give an account of how they had used the money. Now, a couple of things that we need to see here. When Jesus says after a long time, it actually means like after a lifetime. After they had died, after they'd lived their life, they'd been entrusted with this, and they're standing before God giving an account. We're standing before this master giving an account. And the other part of it is I know in, in, in the year 2020, the idea that one got five and one got two and one got one kind of makes us a little frustrated because it's like, well, that's not fair. Like, Why did he get five and he get two? And, and there's an important thing in there that it says, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Because you see, God isn't about fairness. He wants you to be successful. He wants to give you what you can handle and what he can trust you with. And as we'll see in the, in the story, the more faithful you are with those things, the more he will open up for you. So don't think, oh, well, that's that poor guy with just one. No, it was in proportion to what they could handle. So what happens is the five, the guy with five talents, he comes back and he's doubled it and he brings ten and he brings it before the master. And, and listen to what it says. The man replied. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. And then the guy with two, he came back and he also doubled it, but he only came back with four and not ten. But look at the master's reply. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Now, wait a minute isn't that exactly what he just said to the other guy? It was. Why? Because God is not measuring your talents up against everyone else's. He's asking you, what did you do with what I gave you? God's not comparing you to the person who has five talents or seven talents or that magical person who has 12 talents and they can do everything. God's not comparing you to them. God's asking you, what did you do with, I, with what I entrusted you? What happened with this last guy is what happens to so many of us. Look at verse 24. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and he said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. And I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. This guy did something really, really interesting. He looks at the master and he goes, this is actually on you you know that right like you gave me the one and because of your reputation and because of the fact that you really only gave me one and and because this is all that I had I, I didn't have two like this guy so I didn't want to risk it and you be mad at me and angry and and maybe kill me so I just buried it to make sure that you got what you wanted because you are who you are and and maybe if you would have gave me more things would be different And you and I know what that's like because we do this with God. You're like, whoa, 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 no, no, I don't. Yes, we do. Because you and I, we think to ourselves, or maybe even we say it out loud to God. Well, if I had that talent, if I had that connection, if I had that relationship, if I had that status, if I I had that ability to do something, then my life would look different. But because you didn't give me that, I'm going to do nothing because I don't have that ability, that skill, that talent, well, I guess I can't do anything at all. And the truth that we have to navigate is that what we have is far less important than what we do with what we have. Don't miss that. What we have is so far less important than what we do with what we have. Because God has given you something. And what we do is when we compare ourselves to what we don't have, when we compare ourselves to other people when we point and we look at, at their skills and their talents and their abilities, and we look at our lives and go, well, I don't have that. When we compare, we actually point at God and say, you didn't do more for me. You could have done better. You could have given me that skill. You could have given me that ability. You could have given me that personality, but you didn't because you didn't. I'm just gonna do whatever I can and not embrace what we've been entrusted with. The reality is that we don't have time to complain. We don't have time to be bitter about what we don't have. It completely wastes our time and pulls us away from our purpose. I saw a really practical example of this a couple weeks ago. We were watching the Food Network And there's a show on there called uh, Beat Bobby Flay. And Bobby Flay is this famous uh, chef who's got restaurants all over the place and uh, just incredible chef. Uh, And the whole premise behind the show is that Bobby Flay goes uh, up against these different contestants and different chefs from all over the world. And they cook a, a meal. And at the end of it, some judges blindly judge it and whoever wins they the hope is that they're gonna beat Bobby Flay the famous Bobby Flay and so we were watching this one episode and and the guy that was challenging Bobby Flay was a guy who for over 10 years he'd been traveling through Mexico and he was learning all these authentic incredible recipes and he was just exploring all of these different places he opened a few restaurants while he was there and one of the really cool things that he did is that he he opened this like incredible authentic tortilla factory and so they get into the competition and you would think that okay well they'll they'll maybe like make it a a pasta dish no the challenge was tacos and so Bobby Flay is already at this disadvantage going against this incredible chef and so they're going through the whole process as they get towards the end they said uh, they asked the guy they said well what tortillas are you using and he's like oh I brought my special tortillas with me from my factory. That the corn is grown in this remote location that's hidden in Mexico, and this ingredient's from this Mayan ruin, and it's just like this incredible tortilla. And all the hosts are looking over at Bobby Flay, like, You are in trouble now. And Bobby Flay's like, I got mine from Vaughn's. Like, he's pulling it out of Ziploc bag, kind of thing. And so you think, Oh man. There's no way Bobby's going to win this. But they, they do the taste test. And when they get to the end, who do you think won? It was Bobby Flay. It didn't matter that he didn't have the magical tortillas. It didn't matter that he hadn't gone traipsing through Mexico for 10 years opening restaurants. What mattered is that he did the best with what he had. And something beautiful and incredible came out of it. And you and I have that same challenge in our lives listen to how Jesus finishes up the story in verse 29 he says to those who use well what they are given even more will be given and they will have an abundance but from those who do nothing even what little they have will be taken away even what little they have will be taken away here's our challenge as we wrap up this series you and I have got to get to a place where we embrace your place and you leverage your capacity. Embrace your place and leverage your capacity. When, when you think about embracing your place, you're gonna have those moments where you feel overlooked where you feel overwhelmed, where you feel inadequate, where you feel like you're ready to give up. And you have to remember that God knows exactly where you are. You and I have got to get out of this mentality that we have to run away from where we are. We have to, if, if I could get to a different situation, if I could get to a different job, if I could get to a different relationship, if I had a different husband, if I had a different wife, if I had a different set of skills, if I had a different city, if I had a different life, then maybe things would be different. And God is looking at you and he's saying, I know exactly where you are because I put you there. And you're there for a reason. Embrace your place, embrace where you are in this season. Stop comparing to what you hope and wish and thought it was going to look like. Embrace your place. And then we have to leverage our competencies. God has given you gifts. God has given you talents. God has given you influence. God has given you purpose. God has given you everything that you need in this season to be successful. And you and I ruin it because we look around and we say, well, I don't have that, and I don't have this skill, and I don't have that relationship, and I don't have that kind of personality. And if I had those things, then things would be different. And God's going, no, I created you exactly how I wanted you to be leverage your competency leverage your capacity leverage what you have take what god has given you and do something with it grow it use it share it lean into who he's created you to be because when we do that your whole life changes Guys, as we wrap up, we, we have got to get to a place in our life where we stop comparing ourselves to what we wish we were. Because we're robbing ourselves of the joy we so desperately want. We rob ourselves of the life that we so desperately want when we're looking to the left and to the right and looking at that person and that relationship and that personality. And that. God didn't create us to compare ourselves to all of them. God created us to compare ourselves to who he wants us to be. And he's speaking to you right now. And he's saying, you are enough. You are adequate and you're right where I want you to be. Don't run from it, lean into it, embrace it, and know that I am working right where you are. And if you needed it in this season, I would have given it to you. You have everything you need in this season to be successful, to find purpose, and to become who God has created you to be. We don't have to compare anymore. We don't have to lean on what everybody else can do and what everybody else is. We can embrace who God has created us to be and watch him do incredible and powerful things in our life. Give up the comparison trap and lean into who God has created you to be. Let's pray together, church. Father God, I thank you that in the midst of all the chaos in our life, you're speaking into our lives, you're speaking into our hearts, you're speaking into this season, and you're reminding us that we have everything that we need, that you've created us exactly how you want us to be. God, that we don't have to compare ourselves. We don't have to look to the left and the right. As we talked about last week, we can lean into you as our mirror, that you call us sons and daughters of the Most High, God, the creator of all the universe. God, I pray that as we leave this series that you would just instill in us the ability to find our identity in you. God, help us give up the comparison trap. Help us get out of the game, get out of the normalcy of just looking to the left and right. God, help us to find you in every single moment. Remind us that you are with us, that you are using us, that you have us exactly where we need to be. And God, at the end of the day, we trust that you have everything under control and that as we're faithful with what you've given us, as we leverage what you have given us, as we grow it, that you will celebrate with us and you will open doors for us to see abundant blessings in our lives. God, we thank you that you care for us. We thank you that you don't ask us to be like anyone else. You ask us to be exactly who you created us to be. We love you and we thank you. We pray all of this in your strong and mighty name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.